in there. It's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. She just goes a little mad sometimes. We all go a little mad sometimes. Game over, man. Game over. What an excellent day for an exorcism. You are invited to an open house where horror will be your host. Don't fall asleep. Liz, have you seen Dharma on Netflix yet? <gasps> no, I have not. Oh my God, it is pure, pure gold. Oh, really? It's so good. But the thing that gets me, like they've, mm. they've done it so well, the pacing, it's it's mostly about how the, the black and people of colour victims were ignored mm-hmm. you know, for so long trying to get help by the, by the police. Mm. It focuses on how he actually had to be human to get away with a lot of these crimes and it's mm. just so well done. But the thing that blows my mind is people on fucking Twitter mm. who are saying, there should be a warning about this show. It's <laughs> Jeffrey fucking Dahmer. He killed an eight seventeen people. That's that's your warning that, right there. Yeah. The words Jeffrey Dahmer are your warning. What were you <laughs> expecting? Is there, oh, this was the period where he was like into like teenage musicals. This is you know the Glee version of like Dahmer's life. Yeah, there's much less singing in this homosexual cannibal fucking <laughs> apocalypse. What's going on? What the fuck? Well, that's like it always blows my mind when you get things like. When you buy a beach ball and it's like, do not put down your throat and then inflate. Yeah. Yeah. Because clearly they're putting it on the label, which means somebody has to have done it at some stage. Like, what the hell? It's it's madness. Do not Uh, drink battery acid. Yeah. And you know what? It shits me off because this is the problem, all right? It's we are cutting off, like, Darwinism at its knees, all right? It's good that we weed these people out, okay? People who are drinking the battery acid, people who are inflating the beach balls internally, people who are not prepared for the cannibalism in Jeffrey Dahmer movies. Now, just reading between the lines, people who inflate a beach ball internally, I'm guessing it's not in their mouth. (laughs) Just quietly. Yeah, but... Again, if you're like, if you look at a beach ball and you're like, mm, see a therapist. Yeah. And, and a doctor. And that's your trigger warning for this podcast is yeah. we're the kind of people who find that shit funny. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking, that'll fit. <laughs> Welcome aboard. We're about to launch a merch. <laughs> beach balls coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> As we descend down. Oh, my God. No, the important thing is when we release our beach balls, there will be a very rugged captain at the end that you can get a firm grip on. You need to always maintain a grip. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you've got to be able to extricate yourself. Yeah. Go in with an exit plan. Yeah, exactly. Otherwise, it just keeps going up to Spain. You've got to treat it like you're going out for dinner after you've crossed a mafioso. (laughs) Walk into that restaurant and you've got to see your exits back, back to the wall. Exactly. You've exactly. got to know your exits. Yeah. And in the case of a beach ball, <laughs> you, you need something to pull it out. <laughs> oh, my God. Again, okay, Darwinism, you know, survival of the fittest. I don't know if, Je- I don't know if Charles Darwin – I was going to call him Jeffrey Darwin. <laughs> but I don't know if Charles Darwin really it's had anally inserted beach balls. Yeah, he's, he's like gone to the Galapagos Islands and he's just like, fuck, I wish we had a beach ball at this island paradise. You can't tell me there wasn't one sailor who at one stage tried to put a turtle up his butt. <laughs> it was probably more likely a Galapagos duck or something like that. Now we know why the dodo went extinct. 
a very peculiar brand of very lonely sailor. Oh, I told you that dodo needs a straw so it can breathe. <laughs> well, I can't insert it feet first. <laughs> Is that why they had the trousers with the little flap at the back? Yeah. <laughs> so your dodo can breathe. See, for me, I would say feet first would be the ideal way to go. Yeah, but they're very spiky. You know. It can I suppose that bill's not exactly... Um, yeah. And it was curved. Yeah. How do you stick a dodo up your ass? Oh, well, you know, like where there's a will, there's a way. There is. As my good friend Sergio <laughs> from Spain says, everything is a dildo <laughs> if you're brave enough. Get me some whale grease, Ishmael. <laughs> <laughs> It's one very lonely lighthouse. Oh, my God. Moby Dick is a very <laughs> different book written by us. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> it just Ahab takes one look at that white whale and just goes, it'll fit. <laughs> <laughs> just been a lonely summer. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there she blows. Oh, she won't be the only one, laddie. <laughs> Uh, has anyone seen me wooden leg? Uh, you can have it back after dinner. It's my watch and it's lonely. Oh, my Lord. Well, you know what? Zero to ass fisting mm. in four minutes. Mm, mm. Um, There was a question that I was going to ask you about, uh, you know, uh, female action heroes, but it just seems so... No, we can, we can careen back <laughs> towards what we actually plan to talk about. <laughs> Well, okay, so I, I, I had a question for you. I was actually looking, uh, I was watching The Expendables yes. the other day, as as you are wont to do. Mm. And, you know, for those who have been too busy being shocked by the Jeffrey drama and haven't watched The Expendables, basically it was uh, Sylvester Stallone had the brilliant idea of, you know what, I'm going to get all these like action heroes from like 80s and 90s films, mash them in with Jason Statham and make a movie about expendable heroes, put them back in the action genre. Brilliant. Made gazillions of dollars. Yeah. Two sequels. Yeah, flat out brilliant. When I was sitting there and I was thinking, I was like, you know what? You know what really annoys me? I mean, apart from, I mean, it's such a testosterone club. Yeah. And I was like, where are the ladies? Where are the action lady heroes from the 80s and 90s? And then I'm like, okay, so if I was going to make the expendables four. Yeah. Um, lady edition. Yes. Which action ladies would you put in your expendable film? Now, before anyone accuses us of going woke, <laughs> let let the first five minutes of this episode <laughs> stand in contrast to that. But first of all, yeah. think about the financial sense of making a female action film starring slightly has been action stars. Yeah, that would be so much cheaper to make. <laughs> Because of the pay, the pay, of the pay disparity. <laughs> it's like like back in the good old days when they made every science science fiction show in British Columbia. Yeah. You know, yeah. It's, just, it's just cheaper. Yeah. Oh, my God. That and the fact that, like, they'll be over 40 now. Yeah. Hollywood would be like, oh, it's like a parking meter. Just put a dollar in. <laughs> just so much cheaper to make and probably a better film. But so if I, if I was going to pick my top six. Because that's I, – I, Basically, that's what shits me off about the Expendables, and there are there are there have been some uh, female uh, roles. Yes, and I was watching it, and I'm like, how come they didn't bring out like a, uh, an action icon like they did with the men? It shits me off. So yeah, I'm just gonna say, Sly Stallone, if you're out there, this is the next one that I want. Sly Stallone, obviously, you know, we'll keep Jason Statham 
everybody likes something pretty to look at. Yeah. You know, bring him back. He is the world's prettiest scouser pot plant. Oh, he really is. Yeah. He really is. Oh, my God. Did you see where he defeated a giant shark just by oiling himself up? I did see that. He did a bit of a reverse. He stuck himself in the shark. <laughs> Come here, Bruce. Talk about taking one for the team. Again, Moby Dick, very different film with Jason Statham in it. Jaws, very different film. Okay. So you, now this is the other thing as well because I actually had to really think about this. Because if you say, oh, you know, name me your top 10 yeah. male action stars of the 80s and 90s, you're just going Arnie Van Damme, Dolph mm-hmm. Lundgren. You, you know, just rattling them off. Bruce Willis. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. I had to think about this and I feel yeah. I feel a bit ashamed because they did make up so many of my favourite things. Yeah. Now, honourable mention. Okay. At, at number seven. So this one is, hasn't made the list. Okay. It's got to be Lucy Lawless. Okay. From Xena. Okay. Okay. Um, just badass. I'm pretty sure that's the reason I know I'm straight. Yeah. Lucy Lawless. Well, I, th- I think there's a, I think basically she made everyone either straight, gay or bi. Yeah. You know. And thank God for that. Yeah. Oh, right. bless you. Yeah. All right. So making it into number six uh-huh. on my official list of top ten female badasses I would put in this film. Okay. It's a tie for number six. Oh, okay. And we're going with the character names. So I've got Laurie from Halloween, which was Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, yeah. Tied with Heather, who was Nancy mm. in A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, okay. Two total badasses who defeated the ultimate monsters. Okay, yeah. Essentially. So I'm putting those in at number six. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, like, reinvented horror. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And still in it. Yeah. My kicking God. ass. She's yeah. kicking more ass now. That's, and I tell you what, her and True Lies, that's how I found out I was triple straight. Woo! <laughs> that's how I found out I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're allowed to have your Jason Statham. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to have my Imperator Furiosa from Mad Max Fury Road. Ah, a little Little, little Charlie's Throne. Okay, she's actually a really good actor. Really good actor, really good action actor as well. So mm. she was, you know, you think about stuff she's done, like Imperator Furiosa. Mm-hmm. She was in Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the what's the one where she's like the eighty spy film? Uh, it's like a blonde blonde angel or some shit. Oh, Atomic Blonde. Atomic Blonde. Yeah, awesome film. Okay, so she's definitely on the list. Number four. This is going to be controversial. Oh, okay. Because it would be higher on most people's lists. Okay, but I'm going with Ellen Ripley. Oh, oh Ellen four. Ripley is four. She's on the team. What the hell? Oh, Ellen Ripley isn't at four. You now, broke the- a bit of my uterus oh. putting her at number four. Oh. Now I'll tell you the reason she's at number four. Yeah, is that she didn't have to do anything to become a badass. She was already a badass. Yeah. Yeah, like basically everything, like the whole series would not have happened if everyone had just listened to her in yeah. the first place yeah. and not let them out of quarantine. And then when it came time to throw down, she's like, fuck it, I'll fix this. Yeah. You know, she's like the, the mum that kills a spider, basically. Like she- Every film. Oh my God, you know who she is? Who? Well, we did we did that um, on the Mudsboro Mod Monster with that kid writing that letter. If you have terror, yeah. get my mum. <laughs> exactly. That's who she is. Yeah. So that's the reason. Look, she's... She's a definite starter on the team. She's not on the bench. She's, but she's coming in at number yeah, four. Yeah, controversial. Very controversial. Number three. Uh-huh. Sarah Connor. Yes. 
Linda Hamilton. You've got to have Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Come on. Terminator 2 era Linda Hamilton oh. with those biceps. Oh. 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 I still have like every now and then I'll just look at a picture of her arms. Yeah. Um, in Terminator 2 and just... That's how I found oh. out I was triple-double, no returnsies straight. <laughs> Number two. Uh-huh. Absolutely no controversy here. Mm. Jeanette Goldstein, Vasquez. Yes! From Aliens. Woo! Let's rock! Absolutely. Like, she is, she's point man. Mm-hmm. She's going out front and she's not taking no prisoners. Oh, my God. See, that's it. Whenever people talk about, you know, like uh, great roles, you know, important figures in, you know, female roles in movies, she, Jeanette Goldstein, hey, how does she always get like let, you know, like off the list? Like her character of Vasquez, yeah. I think is one of the most important like female roles in in cinema history. Absolutely. Yeah, because it's, it's a role. There's nothing like alluded to about her sexuality, of her being a woman. It's a role literally man, woman, could be cast either way. There's nothing. She yeah. is just a bad ass. Absolutely. Yeah. So she is she's the absolute certainty on the list. Oh yeah. The last one, mm-hmm. and this came to me in a flash of inspiration because I think if you're gonna pick unlikely action stars, and this yeah. is a film I would urge everyone to go out and see. Uh-huh. It's from the, it's from nineteen eighty. Yep. Directed by John Cassavetes. The film is Gloria. <gasps> starring Gina Rollins. I'm going to say, I had never heard of this one before. You were showing me, like, the ad. It looks so badass. And then, of course, you said Cassavetes. And I'm yeah. like, well, of course, it's a little bit out of its mind. Yeah, but can you uh, could you even imagine John Cassavetes directing a film in the early 1980s about an ass-kicking female lead? Yeah, who's, who's not just kicking the ass, but kicking the ass of the mafia. Yeah, so the, the basic plot line is that her neighbours are killed by the mafia. She then looks after the orphaned child mm-hmm. and takes on the New York mob. Yeah. And not in like a meek way, as in like in the street shooting at them with a snub nose 38 yeah. through like car windows like a bad motherfucker. Oh my God, you know what I just realised? What? When was, um, uh, oh my God, is Leon La Professionnelle with Jean Renault? Is it ripping off this film? Have they replaced Gloria with Jean Renault? I know they remade Gloria at one point. And I'm th- I think they did a really awful job of it. Because basically the whole storyline of, depending which country you're in, if it's, you know, Lyon or Le Professionnel. Yeah. Um, uh, basically his neighbour is a piece of, like, is, is selling drugs. The They get wiped out except for the daughter, which sees it. He's, but he's like a professional killer and the kid hides in his apartment and then basically he goes on a rampage to keep this kid safe. Reasonably similar, but I think, I think Gloria is more of just a regular person who steps up mm. and kicks ass in a fucking unbelievable way. Okay. Yeah, but no, that's a good point. And the, um, American cinema does have a real history of ripping off good quality French films. Yeah. And just re- for yeah, some yeah, reason yeah. casting Martin Short in them, which is <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, very weird. Oh, my God, okay. That's a, that's a very interesting list. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you had mentioned John Reno, it's like uh, he was also in a film that was recast. Mm. With oh, the, with there's the, so many that yeah. have recast him. Where, hey, oh, my God, it's like the highest grossing French comedy of all time. Oh, as people in Texas turn off their radio. <laughs> French? <laughs> we <laughs> but, fought them before we fought the North. But it was like the highest grossing about the time travellers, where he's like a medieval. Yeah. yeah and they, Jacuzzi, yeah, expunge. 
then they come back and they recast it with like Christina Applegate and yeah. like I don't know a Bateman or something. It was horrendous. And wasn't it was it? just bow, bow. Yeah, but that film is hilarious. Yeah, the French one, hilarious. Oh my god, I love Jean Reno. Yeah, he's um, amazing. Wow. Okay, that's an interesting list. I'm a bit ripped off that the Ellen Ripley's number four. Yeah, yeah. that kind of makes me angry. Um, I've got a couple of things I would disagree with. Yeah, I think if we're sort of going a female action heroes, we've got to we've got to slide in Mila. Resident oh, Evil. Mila jo- Jovovich? Or? Jovovich, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Resident Evil. Oh, my God. Amazing. Like 800 million movies that she's led yeah. from beginning to end. And she's still making them up until, what, last year? Yeah. Well, and it, like, she stopped it to do, like, Monster Hunters. There's another series she's carrying on. Yeah. The Fifth Element. The woman is a legend. And she was in the reboot of Hellboy that you did not enjoy, but I yeah. thought she was excellent in that. <laughs> Oh, shut up. Yeah. Shut so I face. think we definitely have to uh, we have to add uh, Mila. Yep. Um, although I was going to disagree with you when if we have to like bring like a female actor from today. Yeah. Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Um, from Avatar. Oh, The okay. girl fight, the Fast and the Furious movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 She is a bad Ass. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She's been kicking ass for her entire film career. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like to see her in there. I think she definitely gets a shout out. I think she's a I think she's a badass. If I had to like she would if I had to pick a celebrity female free pass, I reckon she'd be up there. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I like I like my female passes tough. What about Zoe Bell? Death proof. She was um Uma Thurman's stunt double. Mm-hmm. And then given oh, yeah, basically basically given her own movie in Death Proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Okay, yeah, yeah. Oh, very good. Very good. I like that. Does yeah. her own stunts. Oh yeah, yeah. That well again. <laughs> yeah. Receiving even more money. I, I <laughs> sliced alone when this happens, obviously we expect a cameo. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I'll be murdered fat guy number one. <laughs> There's that, there's that whole uh, uh, like genre of porn where it's like people who like to masturbate to really muscly women and then getting killed by really muscly women. I thought that's just called life. <laughs> who doesn't have that sex fetish? No, it's a legitimate for like it's a legitimate like fetish. Like dudes who like to fap off, and it's like it's. So you just watch these movies where it's like women like crush like henchmen in their th- muscly thighs. Yeah. And that's when they're like. Oh. I don't know if I should speak about this, but fuck it. <laughs> One of the reasons I raised the beach ball being anally inserted earlier. Yes. Was you know how when you're young, you go to other people's houses and they inevitably, there's a point in your life where they show you their parents' porn. Oh, yes. I was oh God, I was wondering, you'd be like, remember that time when you're like. You put something from your friend's house in your ass. I'm going to be like, no. No. So, like, you, yes. you go to your friend's house. Yes. Like, they maybe sneak one beer and you share it between your four friends. Uh-huh. You know, you're like 12 yeah. years old, that kind of deal. Yeah. I remember going to a friend's birthday party back home. Uh-huh. And he he, he lived there just with him and his mum. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, do you guys want to watch some porn? And we're like, yeah, okay, chuck it on. This is going to be great. Yeah. We're not all just going to sit here as like 12-year-olds with boners. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to be weird. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be awkward at all. Yeah. He puts it on. And you know how most people had the fairly innocent kind of porn? Oh, Lord. No. Just like, you know, like guy comes in, fucks a lady. Oh, what did the single mum from Port Piri, what did she have as her fetish port? Uh, it was people inserting bladders from American footballs into their anuses and inflating them and then pulling them out. What? 
So we're little kids just going, what, 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 as this shit and blood-covered football comes out of these women's now prolapsed anuses. <laughs> we're just like, fucking hell, name, name excluded. What are you making us watch? Oh, my God. I thought it was bad enough. We did that, yeah, around a friend's house. She brought out the porn and it was just a couple and their friend and they went and had a picnic in the park. Yeah. And they started doing the friend with the pickles from the jar. Oh, that's not sanitary. That's why it's taken me 30 years to be able to eat a pickle because I was just so like. Oh, that's not cool at all. No. 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 And then the worst thing is like nobody could go to the toilet afterwards because somebody went to go to the toilet and everyone was all like, oh, why? Why are you feeling all sexy? You can touch yourself. And so then everyone was all like, no, I'm not. No, I don't need to go to the toilet. You need to go to the toilet. And so then we all just sat around with our legs crossed because we all needed to pee. Yeah. Until our parents picked us up. Yeah. Well, we all just, I think that lasted about four minutes before we like, let's just watch Power Rangers. <laughs> Oh, my God. It gives you meaning to, hey, do you want to go out the back and just toss the old football about? Yeah, it really does. Wow. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Yeah, that was something else. Could that be the reason why she was now single? Why she'd left her partner? It's a long, complex story, which I'll fill you in off air. Okay. Yeah. Wow. But, yeah, that was that was a very interesting 13th birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> I do. do you charge by the hour, Doctor? <laughs> As I look at my watch. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm literally never going to be able to look at a football the same way no, again. No, and an American football too. Wow. They're quite large. Okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Who plays end receiver? Hey! hey. Oh, wow. That's pretty that's, – that's, that's some pretty bleak porn. Absolutely, yeah. Oh, God. Well, you know what? You know what's weird? Hang on. How did we go from female empowerment <laughs> – I don't know. Oh, my God. Wow. This is why we need scripting. You know what? Speaking of ending up in a bleak and desolate place, (laughs) that sadly actually brings us to our topic of the week. Excellent. Let's let's get this fucking bullshit in our rearview mirror as soon as possible. (laughs) Oh, man. Look. The last couple of years have been rough ones. I think we can all agree on that. Oh, yes. A worldwide pandemic, a Russian invasion, the threat of war constantly throbbing in our ears like a blister ready to burst. Throbbing? Yeah, you've never had a blister throb? What are you, fucking... Are you fucking the snowman from Beowulf? Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you Grendel? Food shortages. Fuel shortages. <laughs> And petrol prices high enough to make you realise why all those people were killing each other for gasoline and Mad Max. Oh, yeah. Most of us are young enough to have not lived through pandemics, wars and crisis. So the sight of of seeing people trying to kill each other in supermarkets for toilet paper was quite the rude awakening. When times get tough, it turns out we don't come together like the beautiful, wonderful comrades we all want to be. But more, we reveal the scared, desperate, shifty little pieces of rat shit that we are. (laughs) Holy fuck. This is a Jordan Peterson video gone very wrong. As our world teeters more and more to the edge, one group of society, however, clicks its heels in delight as it looks like all of their dreams are about to come true. That group... The Doomsday Preppers. Oh, fantastic. The Survivalists. And surely, 
The ultimate dream for any prepper is to be on the reality documentary show, Doomsday Preppers. Fantastic. Now, for anyone out there who hasn't seen the Doomsday Preppers show, oh my God, it's one of the greatest shows ever created. It was actually done by National Geographic, so it's on a legitimate channel. Oh no, they weren't legitimate. They went real <laughs> they went so fucking I tried to show. build it up. I tried to build it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they went around basically uh, to find people who were prepping for the apocalypse and in that the person would explain what they thought was going to destroy the universe. And it's always interesting when you see people to guess what they think is going to actually bring about the end of the world. Yeah. So it's over the show's history, it ended up running for four series and it was the most successful show on National Geographic. Of course it was. Um, it had everything from people who thought that there would be an electromagnetic pulse released in the atmosphere, yep. um, people who thought that uh, Yellowstone Park would erupt, people who felt that society would crumble, disease, zombies, you name it, every week. Yeah. They, they have people who have different theories of yeah. what will bring about the end of the world. So they're basically what they do is these people explain what they think is going to kill us um, and then basically they get to show you all of the little things that they do to prep for the apocalypse. Yeah. They get to show you if they've got like little piles of food or, you know, if they've been, you know, taking up knife fighting. <laughs> and then at the end, oh my God, it gets better as it goes on because our, as the series goes on, uh, they actually have unnamed, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, experts. Yes. Who basically rate your chances of survival out of a hundred? That's amazing. Okay. So it's like queer eye my my bug out shelter. <laughs> yeah, well, That's they amazing. Just, they just look at your plan. They give you like a rating. <laughs> yeah. So from anywhere from zero to a hundred. Yeah. As it goes on later on, they actually break down each different so it's health, safety, skills, um, and then they actually tell you how long they think you would survive in your apocalypse. That's amazing. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> And the best bit about it is whenever you watch it, you instantly become like an armchair prepper. Yes. And you're just sitting there like, oh, it's fucking bullshit. You're going to last a week, mate. (laughs) As you like pick out the holes in their plan. It's like, I just fucking drive my tank over you. Like, oh my God. It's, It's such a good time. Now, this week, we're going to be talking about a particular prepper. Okay. This prepper who spent his life getting ready for his big moment on the screen. For his chance to blow everyone away with his mad survival skills. Okay. Unfortunately, turns out he was prepared for everything but himself. Oh, God. As live, in front of the Doomsday Prepper's cameras, this prepper managed to blow off a part of his body live on camera. Oh, my God. I'll give you a clue. It's an important piece oh. and it's an extremity. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to go with thumb. In this week's episode <laughs> of The Man Who Sold the End of the World. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> Just as a quick side note, one of my favourite YouTube channels is a yeah. guy who he basically – like, because he's a prepper, and yeah. he says one of the things you can get as a prepper is really cheap military meal kits. Uh-huh. That what they call them MREs. Yeah, and he tests them. 
So he basically gets all these really fucking old ones, yeah, yeah. opens them up and eats them yeah. to just show how long they last. Yeah. He was eating shit from World War Two. Oh my God. Well, that's so funny, actually. Okay. We'll, we'll come, we have a list. This okay. gentleman goes on to try to sell some prep gear. Oh, of course he does. And I've taken a selection of some of the stuff from his website, including food, which he claims will stay good for 25 years. Oh, so he's like a prepfluencer? And well, or an influ prepper. Well, no, he's just a bit shit. But uh, okay, I'll, I'll give you the list of what comes in this package, and you can decide if you'd be willing to eat this twenty-five years from now. Okay, okay. So we'll we'll come back to that. Now, uh, this week, oh my lord! And I want to give a shout out to uh, Vice Printed Media who. Did a uh, an, an interview and a story with uh, Tim uh, Rolston. Yeah, <laughs> we had just provided so much gold for this episode. Okay. So, thank you very much, Vice Printed Media. <laughs> now, this week we're looking at Tim Rolston. A defining moment for a twelve-year-old Tim was when he saw a horse accident. <laughs> well, at least it wasn't inflated football porn. <laughs> He and his father were taking some tourists through the desert on a horse ride. Yeah. Unfortunately, a horse spooked, fell, and landed on an experienced rider and crushed the woman. Oh. So his father, who had actually been in the army, I think it had medical training, leapt into action. Yeah. Okay. Like, this is what we have to do. And this was a very defining moment for Tim. He just says, quote, I was a 12-year-old watching Dad be a hero, Mr. Responsible. That was the time I was really inspired. Imagine if your hero is Mr. Responsible. (laughs) Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Is it a man going under the speed limit? (laughs) Oh, my God, we have to get there. They're destroying the city. (laughs) He's having one beer. (laughs) We will get there at a sensible time, okay? (laughs) We don't want to have an accident getting there. Yeah. (laughs) There is no law if you break the law to defend the law. (laughs) Oh, my God. Worst X-Men ever. (laughs) So, yes, his hero was Mr. Responsible. So, when Tim was old enough, he decided to join the US Air Force, just like his father had. Cool. And then Tim left, (laughs) saying... There's no reward for doing a good job. That was the reason I left. That, and because they kept telling me to cut my hair. You joined the fucking forces, mate. (laughs) Oh, my God. And also, there's no reward for doing a good job. Uh, How about this? You have democracy. (laughs) And your salary. (laughs) Your country's not invaded. Like, we're all safe. Yeah. Sorry, mate, if you've got to trim your mullet to get to play with an F-18 or a fucking Super Hornet. Yeah. You know. Like, worth it. But, okay, here's the thing. Here's a picture of Tim Ralston. This is so him after his quit. Okay, what he just gets around, you know, daily. With a regulation army haircut. (laughs) <laughs> That's a picture of Tim Ralston Note provided by Tim Ralston Tim Ralston Yeah well, There you go He provides all his own That's 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 actually probably shorter than the haircut they give you in the army Yeah But anyway Yeah ah, So what did he do? Oh, I can't be Mr. Responsible Can't be Mr. Responsible in the Air Force <laughs> So what will I do? 
I know. I'll become a gym membership salesman. Okay. Then I'll become a ski instructor. Okay. Even though I've only ever skied once in my life. I'm starting to see reasons why maybe he didn't make it in the forces. Now, this is how he became a ski instructor, despite he only has, like, skied once before. Yeah. What he did was he nominated and went, yeah, no, absolutely, I've, I've trained people before. And on the first day of training, their Austrian instructor said that, okay, we're going to be looking for people to, you know, train people at different ages. Yeah. So what I want you to do is to pair up. And I want one of you to pretend like you've never skied before oh. and have the other person teach you how to ski. Amazing. The teacher asked for a volunteer. Tim was the first one to put his hand up to play the role of a person who'd never skied before. That's amazing. What a fucking stroke of luck. <laughs> And so basically, after like a couple of weeks of being taught how to ski, they had to reverse the roles. <laughs> and he got a job instructing three to six-year-olds how to ski. Ah, oh, well, you, yeah, you can get away with that. <laughs> he then left that job after the snow melted and he became a college administration officer. He'd never been to college, but he helped kids fill out their applications for yeah, college. Yeah, no, that's, that's not a college job. Yeah, you can, yeah. yeah. Um, after that, he uh, ventured into other things, such as he became an online vision board salesman. What? <laughs> what? He, he he sold the fucking take-home version of Pinterest. Okay. Because you know how, oh my God, you know how people always talk about, you know, fucking get your vision board, get yeah. your vision board. Okay. What you would do is for $5 a month. Yeah. You would rent a subscription to his like website, That's Finger Waggle, amazing. and where there would be pictures of things such as attractive ladies <laughs> and Lamborghinis, and you could drag them over <gasps> onto your vision board. That's so like literally, it's Pinterest. Yeah, people were paying five dollars a month for that. That's a ama- Yanks will sell fucking anything, won't they? Although it turns out not that many, no. because he left that as a job. No. And became a tanning salon owner. Fuck, this dude's shonky. <laughs> Holy shit. Once he got tanned, decided that he wanted to work as a male model. Oh, this Yeah, that guy. Sure this guy's not a Trump? That guy. Holy fuck. That guy. Oh, come, okay. Then he says that he chose yeah. to not be a model but become a photographer again. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So he became a photographer. Then while working as a photographer, he met his wife who worked for a modelling agency. I'm not going to ask any questions. Love is real. Just close my eyes and plug my ears. Love is real. She told him he couldn't photograph women anymore. Oh. And so he became a baby photographer. Oh, this... Okay, this this is we're all setting up for doomsday. Okay, okay. This oh. is this is how you become the ultimate. This is how you become Charlton Heston, the Amiga Man. Have, have you ever like left YouTube on autoplay <laughs> and just gone to sleep by accident and woken up and you're on this strange channel mm-hmm. by the end of it that is just Super Mario repeating satanic sayings? Mm-hmm. That's this guy's career. That's the tangents we are going down. Oh, we haven't even got oh to my the good God. stuff. Okay, yet. okay. 
So he started becoming a uh, baby photographer. You gotta buy me a drink next time you want to fuck my mind like this. <laughs> so you know that'd be like in the mall at Christmas. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he came into some luck because his wife. Yeah. Invented an automatic makeup pencil sharpener. Okay. Yeah. Which actually had some mild success on one of the home shopping networks in America. Okay. Yep. So, you know, you invent, let me say you just need to invent one thing. Yeah. Woohoo! It was after this, they went, oh, okay, money is good, but oh, we can branch out into some more, like, you know, private business. Yeah. So Tim suggested, why don't we invest? In gold. The, not the worst thing he's come up with. Except his idea. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. One of his first ideas in gold was that he tried to start up a program where people would donate their gold to a select for a selected charity and then he would melt it all down and then sell the gold, keep a percentage for himself and then give the remainder of the money to the charity. Oh my god Oh my god Would you believe this didn't catch on Oh there's a shock That didn't catch on So they're like oh crap So the, the give me your gold and I will smelt it in private mm-hmm. Like fucking trailer park Sauron uh-huh. And I will give some of the money from your gold Yes Which for some reason I need to melt down into <laughs> Into fucking ingots <laughs> Because that's oh a legitimate my. way to do it. Oh, my God. Okay. So, when that didn't work, oh, what do I need? I need another, like, legitimate gold business to get, in, you know, interested in. So, the couple became speculators in Nigerian gold. Oh, God. Is this, does this story end up with him going to Nigeria and disappearing to get his money back? Well. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh god! Oh my god! I'm bringing this up because honestly, I am. I want to. I'm going to make a movie about this guy one yeah. day <laughs> because this is comedy gold. <laughs> like it's just, it just, it's the. Oh my god! Okay, so uh, they decided to get into Nigerian gold after he met a guy who told him, "Yeah, no, there's plenty of gold in Nigeria." Oh yeah, there is. Yeah. So he went with that guy to Nigeria. Oh, no. <laughs> At least all my failures are just like sitcom pilots and shit. <laughs> Everything. It's like you just expect the next words to be like, and the body was never found. <laughs> no. So he went over to Nigeria and him and this guy, they'd buy all the ads on the local radio and the papers in a certain area saying that they would be in a certain place at a certain time and they would buy all the gold that people brought them, no questions. What? So, Ralston. What? Oh, my God. Ralston says, I'd have one lady come in. Put in front of me about 500 ounces of gold. That's old, ancient stuff from her tribe that's handed down and handed down. And then he would buy it. Oh, my God. Ralston telling one interviewer he came back with $50,000 on his first trip, with his last trip netting him $150,000 worth of gold. Ralston saying to the interviewer, bear in mind he's he's said this to an interviewer. 
Okay. <laughs> I was the mule, baby. Oh, Christ. <laughs> that is the most corrupt country in the world. You just have to bribe your way through it. Imagine just being so proud of being a piece of shit. <laughs> wow. Ralston would bring the gold back and sell it melted down to preppers who were hoarding gold for the apocalypse. Right. So again, some people who are prepping for the ho- the apocalypse, they're like, obviously money will have no value. They assume gold will. Yeah. Uh, so they basically just keep like gold and silver in their bunker because they're like, oh, you're, all, you're always able to trade for gold and silver. Yeah, it's the original fungible token. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he was so, oh, he's obviously selling it to them below market rates because it's illegally imported <laughs> fucking Nigerians. He was just gold. the mule, baby. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Just, Why wouldn't you buy minted US gold that's like literally from a standard with proper weights, certified? Like, why wouldn't you do that? Uh, why would you buy trailer park gold from Mister Fucking <laughs> Mister Fucking Old Front? You have stolen gold to a charity gold man. Um, because there's money in your. It's the old stuff, baby. Yeah, yeah old gold, not that new shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah. So. This is when Ralston really started meeting members of the prepper community. Yeah. And he doesn't seem like an impressionable uh, uh, snake. Oh, like he doesn't just follow the f- just whatever like flashes in front of his face no. at the time. Ralston started looking towards selling prepper supplies. Of course he did. So, of course, you know, that's when we talked about food that's 25 years old. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, pack up shovels, things like that. Now, the real light bulb moment for Tim Ralston was in 2010. Okay. When Tim Ralston broke his father's shovel. Okay, yep. Ah, shit. He's broken the shovel. What do I do? Yeah. So, he asked his neighbour, who he knew did a lot of welding, oh, can you fix this shovel? Yeah. And the neighbour was like, uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need another bit of metal. Yeah. You know, to, you know. So he's like, oh, hang on. So he ran back to his father's shed and came back with a crowbar. Okay, yep. And said, okay, just just use this. Yeah. And the guy was like, are you sure? <laughs> he's like, yeah, no, totally. Weld them. Like, yeah. So his neighbour welded the shovel and the crowbar together. In an unholy marriage. <laughs> oh, and for Tim Ralston, that was a light bulb moment. He saw that his neighbour had welded the shovel and the crowbar together and Ralston thought to himself, wow, look at what I just invented. <laughs> the shovel bar. Even though you you didn't. Yeah. You, you, like your neighbour. Yeah. Your neighbour did it. Yeah. Because he thought you were an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was the only bit of metal you brought him. Ah, uh, Ralston says he went out and he bought 30 more crowbars and 30 more shovels and then welded them together himself. <laughs> okay. He then, Ralston then went to a gun show in America and sold out his 30 crowbar shovels in 45 minutes. So what I'm guessing, like the pry bar end is at one side and yes. the spade ends at another. Yes. 
Right. Okay, well, yeah. Nice. I mean, it's not exactly a space saver, <laughs> but fair enough. You know, and there is, there is the chance, like, while you're trying to dig something, you just impale yourself. Yeah. You know? Not, exa- not exactly the easiest tool to use in the world either. If mm. you need to use the pry bar side of it, you've got a fucking massive spade end. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, you can't really get it into small spaces, yeah. but that's, you know. So he took it to a gun show, sold out 45 minutes, he yeah. claims. Okay. So he went... And bought himself another 30 shovels and another 30 crowbars, welded them together and repeated this at another game, a uh, gun show. Yep. Claims he had the same result. Okay. <laughs> Ralston said, I knew I had a product when I had guys at the end of the show coming over and trading me guns for shovels. Oh, fuck off. Nobody did that. No one's trading a gun worth hundreds if not thousands of dollars. For your mutant fucking inbred shovel bar. Literally, literally a crowbar welded to a shovel. No one's trading a gun for that. No one. And if they are, they shouldn't be allowed to have a gun. Exactly. (laughs) If you think that's a good deal... You, you can't allow to have an, uh, like an armed weapon. I'm sorry. Or he's no. just met his equivalent, some guy that's made a 3D printed <laughs> gun with a polypipe barrel. Here you go. Oh, my God. It's a guy who's just like welded his gun to a rake. <laughs> Fuck you, leaves. Bang, bang. America, America. 12 gauge rake. <laughs> the world's only pump action rake. Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. You can shoot whatever you want and then just rake up the consequences of your actions. <laughs> the guy just trying to like rake up his neighbor. <laughs> Put birdshot in it, shoot the leaves off the tree, take autumn out of the equation. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you when you're dropping your leaves. <laughs> From my cold, dead branches. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God. Gun rake. It's like gun rack, but gun rake. Oh, my God. You know what? Patent pending before fucking Tim <laughs> Ralston chose to fucking market it. <laughs> patent pending, motherfucker. Patent pending. Please tell me he tried to patent this, the fucking crow shovel. Ralston patent and the cruffle. <laughs> The crumble, the crumble. Oh, oh God! Oh. Would you like oh. to see a picture? I would love to see a picture of the crumble. All right, here we go. Now this is this is like the latest version. So this wasn't the original. Oh, okay, one, this is but the- this is the new fancy. There you go. That's your crumble. That's the dumbest shit <laughs> I've ever seen. What the fuck is that? Why is there a saw on one? Or is that for like, what is that? What is that? Okay, yes. Uh, now, these are all impro- improvements that have been made over the years because originally it was just like a flat shovel. Okay, can I can I explain what I can see here? Okay, yes. Okay, so I've got, it's like your standard army style collapsible shovel. Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. on one side of the shovel blade is an actual knife blade. Uh-huh. On the other side of the shovel blade is what appears to be a saw. Mm-hmm. A very small, useless saw. Mm-hmm. We have what appears to be a steel handle with a rope around it, mm-hmm. which I'm guessing is a integrated rope mm-hmm. for using if you like throw your shovel somewhere mm-hmm. or need. And at the very, very top end of it is what is more like a pickaxe 
type of thing at the very top, which I don't know what the fuck you use that for. Yeah. But that is the dumbest shit ever. It's what if you if you have a look the the so these are the improvements he's added the sharp originally it didn't have the sharpened side yep so that has been added the yep. new deluxe models yeah now if you actually look into the actual shovel itself you there's see a when bottle opener there's a bottle opener in the shovel that's fucking dumb it's a, and the best bit is so then when if you ever try to shovel dirt it just goes through the hole yeah you've created like yeah and that knife sharp side. Two digs with it that's going to be blunt as fuck. Oh, my God. Can I say there are, like, websites where there's preppers reviewing this? And that's the first thing. They're like, yeah, yeah, you put that in the hole twice. That thing becomes useless. Yeah. Good. I'm glad the preppers turned on him. (laughs) Well. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. But putting a bottle opener on a shovel, which is basically, if you're you're a competent drinker, anything is a bottle opener. (laughs) You don't need... And a dildo. Uh, well, that is definitely a fucking dildo because he can go fuck himself with that. <laughs> so he invented his crovel. Yep. All right. Crovel. It was then around this word got around town that the National Geographic began looking for people for the first season of its new show, Doomsday Preppers. <laughs> ah, this was Tim's big moment. Yep. And he knew it. Okay. Oh my <laughs> So he's he sent his uh, sizzle reel off to Doomsday Preppers. Oh, I'm, I can only imagine what was in that slice of fried gold. Adding that they definitely needed him because he not only was he a, a prepper, but he was an entrepreneur, an inventor, a prep prepreneur, prepreneur, prepreneur. <laughs> so he got the call. From Doomsday Preppers. Right. So, season one, for anyone who wants to go look it up, and I'll, I'll, I'll send it to you afterwards. You can look up the episode. Yeah. It's season one, episode three. Oh, beautiful. That's where they really put the meat in the sandwich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's three people. He's the first person up. Oh, beautiful. Now, Tim says he is afraid of an EMP. Right. So the electromagnetic pulse, uh, basically there was a real fear. There was a while, it was, for some reason it was like, I think it's whatever's going to end the world. These things sort of catch on and it has like a yeah. sizzle and it was the thing um, that people were like, oh, the Russians are going to let it off like in the atmosphere and all electronics will die. Yeah. Not that all electronics die, but. Yeah. Well, if you've been following the, the war in Ukraine, they're talking about like this type of electronic warfare is a very real threat. Yeah. Like balloons with carbon filament that could basically bring down, you know, entire power grids, that sort of thing. That's obviously yeah. not an EMP. Yeah. But we lose we lose electro- electricity or our electronic devices. We're fucked. Yeah. Uh, it's actually it's quite interesting. I was reading um, I was reading stories about what will and won't be affected by an EMP. Yeah. Um, it's not actually going to be as bad as you think. Okay. Um, because they were going through saying, oh yeah, you know, like oh, you know, all of this, like you know. You know, this is fucked. This is fucked. This is fucked. Um, basically, anything that's plugged, also anything that's plugged in at the time, fucked. Okay. Uh, but there was, oh, it was quite interesting. They were saying things like, "Oh, if you've just got like a regular flashlight, as long as it's not like one that's plugged in, it'll be fine." Okay. If it's got LEDs, you could be in for a problem. Okay. Yep. And then they were having a list for like because I was I always thought EMP it's gonna it won't kill all cars. Yeah. 
basically a lot of the newer ones. Yeah, that, you they're know, all computers, yeah. Yeah, but if you've got like the old, you know, anything like before 1980 or yeah. 85, that shit that just keeps going. Yeah. Um, yeah, <clears throat> then you'll be fine. You'll just be like, whatever. Good old points and a ballast resistor. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, So this is what uh, Tim is afraid of, that the yeah. Russians were going to let off an EMP. Right. And it was basically just society was going to break down. Um, I think he was like pretty much within like 48 hours. Yeah. So. We've all seen what happens when we run out of toilet paper. Yeah, he's, he's not wrong. <laughs> yeah. So then Tim goes through his big plan. Okay. Okay. Now, the first part of his plan is he wants you to know that Tim has currently <sighs> sitting in his garage at his home. Which you see yeah. in the show. Right. Okay. Where it is. Yeah. He has twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of prep gear sitting in his garage. AKA the bunker. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that's a really that's a really great thing that you should just let everyone in your area know. Yeah. Um, that it's there, twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of. I just prep love gear. the idea that your your prep gear is also next to your bike that you haven't ridden for two years, your leaf blower, the power washer. <laughs> oh my the god! The wife's dumbbells. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, that gift you got from someone when they went to Thailand, yeah. and they're like, oh, I don't want to throw it out, Casey. You just bring it out like when they're around, and be like, Yeah, we use it every day. Yeah. <laughs> the Patonk set you got one Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. So he's got his twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of prep gear. Yeah. Just, you know, sitting in there. Which I don't know if it is twenty to thirty thousand dollars because later in the episode he explains that when he started prepping, yeah. his wife wouldn't give him any money for prepping supplies. So he would just sort of like Buy extra things from like the weekly shop and then oh. just put them away. You go sell more crovels, sir. <laughs> By the way, a shovel with a tiny pry bar at one end. What do you think a fucking shovel is? Anyway, <laughs> oh, so he's got his twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of prep gear in the garage, and every weekend he makes his family. Well, it looks like he can only convince two of his sons, not his wife or his daughter. Two of his sons to run through a drill. Oh, God, no. Yes. Oh, no. Every weekend, we've got to do the big drill, okay, oh, for what we're going to do. God. Do you want to know what Tim's plan is? What's Tim's plan? When the, when the end of the world comes. What's that? <laughs> Tim's plan and his two sons are going to load everything into like a little trailer that they've got. Okay, yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, they're going to load their twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of supplies. Yeah. Uh, including the kids' bikes <laughs> on the outside of the trailer. No, fuck off. On each side, oh. the kids' bikes. Because <laughs> you, you never know when you're going to need to MTB. <laughs> <clears throat> the apocalypse sponsored by Nitro Fucking Circus. <laughs> BMX. Woo! <laughs> this monster energy drink brought to you the apocalypse. Jesus. Oh my god! So yeah, he puts the, puts the stuff in the twenty to thirty thousand dollars worth of gear yep. in the back of the little trailer, which is pulled by his tidy little jeep. Oh no! Uh, the kids' bikes on either side. They will then drive. So 
Yeah, okay, it's the apocalypse. Like, we all know you need to get away from vastly populated areas as quickly as possible. Yeah. Because that's where the biggest death counts will be. Yeah. You know, and you have that small window, you know, basically, if you're going to get out, you've got to get out and get as far away from the people, regardless of what your circumstance. So, they're going to get in the car and they're going to drive 35 minutes out of the city. 35 minutes? 35 minutes. That's... Okay. 35 out of the minutes. It looks like just a way into the desert. So we're talking 35 minutes. That's what? Maybe 30 miles? That's about it at this stage. Oh, my God. Okay. He he goes on later to be like, oh, I totally want to build an underground bunker. But he hasn't got one. Okay. So they're just going to drive 35 minutes he's, from their house. <laughs> I'd love to see he's the one subscriber still on his mood board site. <laughs> just moving pictures of bunkers on there. <laughs> Oh, my Lord. So, yeah. So, they just drives out to where his dream board bunker is going to be. I'm just imagining the bunker scene in Downfall, but it's just a family argument in a station wagon. It really is. Fagaline! (laughs) Oh, God. But again, and later on in the in the interviews, you know, where he goes on about having to squirrel money away yeah. uh, to like buy supplies. So he'd squirrel money away. He'd buy like extra cans of beans. Yeah. Um, and he says, but, but Marie would never let me go buy a gun. Well, just trade one for a crovel, mate. <laughs> She'd spend $5,000 on a patio set, but I couldn't go buy an $800 gun without having a freaking tit for tat. This family is going to do so well in the apocalypse. Oh, how how did he ever scam Nigerians? (laughs) (laughs) If he can't even sack up enough to get a gun. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my lord. Oh my god. So yeah, something may have happened. So she's obviously let him buy some guns. Okay. (laughs) Yep. So, him and his two sons are out randomly in the middle of the desert, just shooting their guns for the doomsday preppers. Yeah. Because, again, they're here. What else are you going to pitch, mate? You don't have a bunker to show them. Just keep talking. Just keep talking. Yeah. Now, Ralston plugs the crovel the entire show. Okay. All he does is keep talking about, oh, no, you need this, 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 this thing called a crovel. Like, this thing will save your life. Like, oh, my God, this thing is, this is the number one thing I pack. This thing is amazing. Okay. Yeah. And he shows him taking, like, the lid off a beer for his mate. With a crovel? Yeah. Oh, my crovel. God. <laughs> no, he's all about the crovel. You've got to have the crovel. And then, oh, my God, part of his, like, big, like, yeah, the crovel. You can, like, chop up a man with a crovel. He has... A pig. Okay. It's a pig that's been slaughtered. Right. It's so disgusting. I couldn't watch this bit. And I was like, and I ran, like I ran out of the room. But the problem was I didn't hit pause. So I heard Uh. as I was like leaving. He's like, yeah, yeah. Like this pig represents a man. And it's like, it's a power. But he's like, he goes to show, try to show that, you know, you can kill a man with a crovel by just like hacking at this dead pig that's been strung up with his crovel. Jesus Christ. Let me just say, from what I can hear from the amount of times it takes him to hit this thing, 
<laughs> it better be fucking dead. You see this? <laughs> so he hacks a dead pig up with his crumble. Um, imagine thinking that is vital to a product marketing. Mm. Mm. Like the like the old chalk with the toothpaste thing, yeah, or the tampons dipped in the blue liquid, yeah. You know, no, this is this is pig ready, pig yeah. certified, yeah. Holy fuck! So in case the end of the world is brought about by levitating, floating dead pigs, <laughs> you'll be choice, mate. Yeah, choice. I wonder. I wonder how much more effective the crovel is as opposed to just a standard blunt object. Yeah, in killing an animal. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell. And they filmed him doing this. Yeah. Oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, the people from, like, National Geographic? They were just probably sitting there like, this is fucking gold. <laughs> yeah. This guy's fucking nuts. <laughs> Look at him hacking into this dead pig. Like, what the fuck does that? <laughs> He's just watched Apocalypse Now and he thinks he can do it. Yeah, seriously. And oh. you were just like, oh, my God. Like, I, I'm... Uh, there's a show on TV here, SBS, it's called Forged in Fire. Yeah. Where it actually gets people who are like knife makers and sword makers. And each week they have to make a, a specific type of uh, knife or sword. Yeah. And sometimes they have the display where they like cut into wood or into like a pig. Yeah, those things like slice it in one go. Yeah. You're not allowed to hack at it for like 18 times. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, there's just five minutes of him going bunter on this poor. Don't if you're a vegan, don't watch it. It's horrible. Just skip that five minutes. But anyway, so he goes on. Oh, the crovel, the crovel. Oh, we're out in the desert. I better get my crovel out. Yeah. Uh, uh, he then tries to plug another invention. He claims that he's working on a bullet gun converter. Do you reckon his wife let him have a gun just so he'd stop trying to kill pigs with a grovel? <laughs> I think so. Just fucking, you can only have that happen in your like carport once. Yeah. Oh, now, this bullet converter, mm-hmm. is this the thing? I've, I reckon I might have seen something like this. It's like a set of tubes. You put it into a mm-hmm. shotgun and it allows you to use different caliber of normal yes. bullets. Yeah. So, well, no, like, so that did, uh, that, yeah, that already existed. It was a product, but it's the whole thing. He's like, oh, no, mine is different because, okay. you know, it's got an extra twirl around it or something. So, yeah, it, it's it's something that exists, yeah. but he reckons he's done something to improve okay, it yeah. and make it better. Right. Okay. Of course he has. He put a <laughs> bottle opener on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. So, you know, he's got his new device on, you know, one of his guns. Yeah. Okay. So then he's there like, bam, bam, bam. They're trying to shoot at balloons. Like, bam, 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 bam. It's then where it happens. Oh. Tim Ralston shoots his own thumb off. Fuck. The weapon that he's firing that has the, you know, his new fancy invention on it. Yeah. Pulls the trigger, the the bullet does not fire out of the weapon. Yeah. So he picks the weapon up, thumb over the barrel. What? To be <coughs> like, oh, I wonder what's happening with this weapon. The weapon discharges and literally splits his thumb in two. Oh, Christ. Okay. 
what is amazing is that he he's like oh no 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 like at all he's all like oh no it was a misfire it was a misfire it was a misfire no dude you put your thumb over the barrel of a loaded weapon yeah with your strange modification what the best thing is later on one of his own kids is mocking him about gun safety about how you shouldn't put anything in front of a barrel you aren't prepared to lose (laughs) and the kid is like eight Oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> oh, my God. Tim Rouston, the survival prepper, has just blown his thumb off. Yeah, you kind of need them. He clearly passes out. <laughs> like, he just goes down like a two-ton piece of shit. Like, you see him, he does like the stagger, stagger, eyes roll back. <laughs> <laughs> goes down oh my god in later interviews ralston tries to brush it off saying and i quote i was resting my eyes i just i always do that after i blow my thumb off (laughs) dehydration kicked in (laughs) just a little shock why can't people just admit i freaked the fuck out because i blew my thumb off it's not even anything about freaking out like your body is just like you're literally just blowing your thumb off you're going into shock yeah yeah your body's allowed to shut down for 30 seconds just be like nope but that's okay, mate. Yeah. It's okay. Toxic masculinity. Oh, I didn't pass out. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, because there's the crew from Doomsday Preppers, yeah. you know, who again are just like, oh, this is fucking gold. <laughs> Part of, like, obviously for their insurance, yeah. okay, because people have, like, obviously looked at it and went, oh, these people are fucking nuts. They've got a medic. There? Of course. So there's a qualified medic. Thank fuck. So the medic like bandages his um him up, puts him in a truck, and he has to be helicoptered out. Yeah. And like within an hour is in a hospital having like, you know, specialized surgery to try and save his thumb. Yeah. Which to me, I'm like, it's fucking bullshit. It's survival preppers. It should have been like, all right, mate, what are you gonna do with your thumb? <laughs> You're prepping for the apocalypse. There's no fucking hospitals. There's a sore on your crowbar thing. What are you fucking going to do? <laughs> what are you going to do? We find out from like stuff later on. It turns out I don't think he had a first aid kit in his twenty to $30,000. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Because in a, in a later video where he's like, oh, I've created my like bug out bag. He's like, oh, I've added this first aid kit. He didn't have a first aid kit. Yeah, that's what I'm assuming. He packed the bikes. <laughs> he packed his kids' BMX. That's amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I, they should have been like, yeah, come on. It's Doomsday Preppers, man. What are you going to do? Yeah. Just a fucking, like, you know, hack off the nub with your fucking crubble. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> get that's off the That's the theme it, song. Hack off the nub with your fucking crubble. <laughs> if the apocalypse is giving you trouble. <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah, absolute gold. Absolute gold. Man. Yeah. Who would have thought that modifying a firearm with zero engineering knowledge, apart from welding a shovel to a crowbar, could go wrong? I don't need to go to your college. Look what I made. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. Oh, my God. And... Oh my god, the best bit! Oh my god, I wish we had. Um, I wish now we had like uh, recorded it. Well, I'll put a link up to the episode. Is so later on after he goes because with the show they go back like a few months later to talk to people. Yeah, and actually, what they managed to do. So he had no knuckle. 
left. The knuckle oh. was destroyed. Yeah. So basically, they had like a little bit of the nub, you know, where his thumb was, and then they had like a bit of the tip left. Yeah. So basically, they just sewed the nub and the tip back together. They just shortened it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like that Bobbit fellow. <laughs> they basically just, you know. Um, so basically, it's like it, it's only about like up to where your knuckle is. Yeah. So it's this weird, tiny little. He has named it his midget. Digit just uh, makes it creepy. That's kind of funny. <laughs> that's probably his best invention. <laughs> midget digit. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, no, no words. If you know, he's had to like remodify the crubble to you know for his midget digit. But the best thing is, they come back like a few months later, and they're sitting around the table, and you know, they're talking about you know what happened in the accident. Yeah. And, you know, he's pretty much trying to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, aren't I so, you know, aren't I so tough that, you know, I could have my thumb blown off, you know, but, you know, I still carry on. One of his sons, like the 12-year-old who's sitting there, he's like, yeah, you know, but I carry on. Like, you know, I'm pretty tough. And the 12-year-old is like, yeah, until you passed out. (laughs) 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 Openly mocked by his own children. Oh, that's amazing. Openly mocked. Oh, my God. And I love it. So, it's just like the random and then, oh, my God, there's so many comments, um, you know, just on the on the article. Um, like the first three comments when in like the episode when yeah. it was like, Smith 6R, I feel he's not going to survive the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, that's top shelf. <laughs> Tabuki 86 has just said, I like how he fainted. <laughs> and old Schmoke just commented, that guy will die long before he even gets to his bunker. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my Lord. It's almost as if mm. a man who once impersonated a ski instructor <laughs> did the same thing to sell a shitty shovel. By pretending to be a prepper. <laughs> it's almost like what's happened here. And the ancestors, those fucking Nigerian ancestors, <laughs> came back to fucking collect what was theirs. <laughs> oh, yep. Oh. Now, other people may have seen this whole incident as yeah. a terrible failure. Okay, so he's, he's, he's polished this turd, has he? <sighs> Ralston. Now marketed him himself as Tim Rouster, Rouston, star of National Geographic's Doomsday Preppers. That is some epic spin. <laughs> when you blow your own thumb off. <laughs> and he created new packaging for his merchandise that all featured his face and his signature and the title, Tim Rouston. Star of National Geographic's Doomsday Preface. Uh, look, I still I still claim writing credits from 2009 on my CV, so I'm not going to begrudge him that. <laughs> he did more than a fucking welder shovel on it. Uh, oh. Ralston said the episode has been good for him, regardless of the midget digit, claiming that before Doomsday Preppers... 
He was only selling a few crovels a day online. Sounds like something from Dr. Zeus. <laughs> Everyone needs a crovel. The Lorax pops up. Fuck you, idiot. <laughs> oh, my God. Saying he did only sell a few crovels a day, but after the episode aired, whenever the episode would go to air, which, which was about 15 times, yeah. he would sell 300 to 400 crovels after an episode. Look, I wouldn't be surprised. Like it's a, it's a pretty cool gimmick. Like he, like it's like fucking uh, Elon Musk's flamethrower. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Oh my god! So yeah, everything is now you know rebranded with his face. He started an online website offering survival training and selling survival products. Oh god! Ralston said. I only know my end game is to sell the Crovel brand to a very large entity. <laughs> Don't know who the fuck that is. I think Smith and Wesson's going to buy it? Yeah. A shovel with a bottle opener? Oh my God, wait till I pitch this to the US military. <laughs> Take this DARPA. Oh my God. Oh. And he was happy to do that because he said he had a businessman's mentality and not the mentality of an inventor. Because you haven't invented shit. You haven't invented shit, dude. And I'd like some more details about how you came back with all that gold from Nigeria because you did not scam Nigerians out of their gold. (laughs) He opened a physical store in... Oh, my God. That's why Nigeria has to do all these fucking scams. They need the money back that this fucking guy's ripped off. (laughs) He opened a physical store in Arizona and promised that all crovels would be made in America. Oh, the way that the founding fathers envisioned it. And there's a picture of his store, which was called Gear Up, with his ex-army military truck that he bought out the front and he'd pop to the shops in. That's a pretty epic truck. Mm-hmm. So what, from the 1940s or 50s maybe? Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, Lord. One of the products that he wanted to sell was this one. It's a trailer. It comes with a padded floor, full stovetop, room for six months of food. And it comes bearing his signature for $20,000. Wow. It's the size of one of those things. Have you ever seen on the road those little trailers that people put their dogs in when they go to dog shows? Yeah, it's basically a teardrop trailer. Mm. Like the old style street, like uh, Dreamliners or something like that. Mm -hmm. But like tiny. And can you sleep in it? I don't think you can. No. Well, I mean, you've got six months of food. He reckons that you can lay down on the padded floor. But I don't know where all the food and why you need a full stove in the apocalypse. Well, you can't make pork belly. (laughs) You gotta hack the. You gotta hack up a hog with your crovel. And <laughs> you then use he- a lot of pink to like cook. <laughs> Holy shit! This is the most fucking useless thing I've ever seen. I know. Yeah, twenty thousand dollars. Twenty thousand bucks. Fuck me, dead. But that was just the beginning. Honestly, like any camping supply place can give you a twenty times better trailer than that. Yeah. But it's got his signature on it. Oh, of course. Yeah, that makes it valuable. He's the star of National Geographic's Doomsday Preppers. I'm only getting it if it's his new signature after he had to learn to do it with his <laughs> left hand. Digit. With the midget digit one. <laughs> he also wanted to create an emergency transportable cabin for the end of the world. It's called a fucking tent. Starting at base retail of $99,000. 
Fuck. In other words, just a transportable home. And we know how easy they are to lug up, uh, you know, a highway in the middle of... Where am I going to get a crane? Yeah. Yeah. So, $99,000. Nothing says easily relocatable like something that needs concrete footings (laughs) and an engineer. Yeah. Yeah. But you've got a crubble. (laughs) (laughs) What do you need, mate? Fucking get use your fucking crubble. Oh, that's my new catchphrase. Use your fucking crubble. Then just pop your Put beer. your back into it and your one smaller thumb. <laughs> Get your midget tension in there. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Tim told the reporter he would call it <laughs> the Tim Ralston Survival Retreat. <sighs> but... As the reporter was keen to know, why are you why are you calling him that and not Gear Up, which is the name of his you know of his store, his pretty online good name, store. Pretty good name for a store. Yeah, yeah. Tim Ralston had an answer. Mm-hmm. Brandon Wise, it's not going to be Gear Up. Gear Up is just the storefront. I look at it when we're marketing it. It's easier to make the production to make me the production. Then it would be to market the product itself. Oh, of course. Because then I wait for it. Okay. Wait for it. Look at look at. Look, I want you to look him in the face. Okay. When you hear these words. Okay, I'm looking. Because then I can become the iconic figure in survival. Dude, you lost your own thumb to yourself. <laughs> you are not Immortan Joe. <laughs> You, how much does he want to be Bear Grylls? Oh my god! I'm looking. I'm looking at this picture of him on a very survival rigged motorcycle, mm-hmm. which has what appears to be run flat tires, sealed hubs, uh, a very old style wishbone suspension on both sides. Uh, he's got a nine millimeter strap to his hip. Don't know how he handles that with a thumb missing, <laughs> but there you go. Wow! Wow! Who actually? Who thinks that they're going to be a marketable face in the apocalypse? Who really thinks that branding's going to fucking matter? Tim Ralston. When you are picking fucking peanuts out of poo to eat. Tim Ralston. I give him one and a half thumbs up. <laughs> because if you had a crovel, all right, the crovel <laughs> could just dig the peanuts out of the poo. <laughs> That's the thing he's going to put on it next is a sieve. <laughs> you little poo siver. <laughs> Oh my god! Well, you've put a hole in your shovel. You've essentially just created a freaking sieve, mate. It's not a fucking shovel anymore. Once you put holes in it, I love the fact that this thing's got a bottle opener on it. Imagine if, I was, well, I've got a shovel and I've got a crowbar, I've got a knife and I've got a saw, but I don't have a bottle opener. Ah. <laughs> uh. But Ralston now pictures the crovel at a particular type of prepper. Oh, yeah. Adding, wait for it. Let me get this picture ready for you. The Z-Spike. The Z-Spike. Do you want to describe that to our listeners? Okay. um, Look, this looks like it's essentially a a threaded fitting with some kind of O-ring on it. So I presume it's got to handle pressure of some kind or be waterproof. Or something like that. What it looks like a bullet. Um, it, you know what it looks like. It looks like one of those windscreen breakers that you get. Ah. It looks a little bit like one of those, but it's far too long and unwieldy. What the fuck is that for? It's an additional attachment that can be purchased and secured 
to your crovel. You buy you unscrew the crowbar and you yeah. screw in the spike. So that goes into the front of the spike where the spade would have been. No, 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 the, where the crowbar would be. Okay, yep. Okay, um, and you now have the Z spike as a zombie killing spike. What? I mean, you could maybe just use, you know, the crowbar or the shovel. Zombie killing spike. Yes. Which attaches to the crowbar. No, 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 the handle. So, where's the picture of the... Where's that crowbar? Where's the crowbar? So much bullshit. Okay, so you know you have the handle going straight. The spike would just sit at the top. So this, you'd lose the crowbar and the spike would just sit on the top like that. Right. Yeah. That's the fucking dumbest shit ever. (laughs) That's just so fucking dumb. The Crovel sold for $109.95 and for an additional $80.50, you can purchase the Crovel Attack Pack, which comes with your zombie spikes and you can also purchase an additional Z sling for thirty five ninety five in case you want to throw the weapon at a zombie. Oh, is that the rope I see around it? That's the Z sling. No, that's that's something else. Okay. Yeah. Tim Ralston provided free crovels to a zombie YouTube show where basically they test drive different weapons and things around the house, you know, and what would be good to kill a zombie, you know, the whole like walking dead phase. So he provided crovels to them Mm -hmm. and then had success selling crovels to the watchers of the YouTube's video. Yeah, of course. There are now 11 attachments that you can buy... To attach to a crovel that you then have to fucking cart around. Yeah, it's pretty inconvenient. By the time you had all the fucking accessories, like, that's a lot of shit to be weighing you down. It really is. Yeah. This is fucking dumb. And the other thing as well, like, you know, if you practice, oh, look, I'm going to practice, you know, wielding my shovel or my crovel, like, as a defensive weapon. Yeah. As soon as you change what's on the end, you change the weight and that completely changes how it handles. Yeah. You know, so that's, if you've, there's no point you spend all those fucking months practicing. As soon as you fucking change it and take off the crowbar and put on a spike, oh, it's weighted different. It handles different. You've got to re, you know. You've really got to learn with every different configuration of the crovel. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. (sighs) This is the dumbest shit. You'll have no time to be slaughtering pig carcasses. No. No more. I can see why people are buying it because it's just like, this thing is so retarded. I want one. I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> Please get me a crumble. <laughs> Please. Oh, my God. The next invention. You know what we should do? What? Just get rid of the bottle opener off it. Yeah. Sell our own and just call it the shovel. <laughs> it's the zombie shovel. We'll put him out of business. Oh, my God. You know what? No, I'm just going to get rid of all the fucking shit. Get rid of the fucking crowbar. Get rid of the bottle opener. And just take a fucking shovel and rebrand it as the gobble. (laughs) (laughs) We'll sell it for $105.95. Shovel of justice. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, the next thing, while he was talking to the interviewer, there was a new design this one here, I'm handing it to you. What it is, it's basically it's the size of a dog tag, 
Yes. And Looks very much like a dog tag. Yes. And it's, it's to be worn as a dog tag. Yes. Um, but what you can do in an emergency, it actually has like the lightly like cut out two stainless steel small arrowheads. Yes. Now, it was actually his son who invented this. Okay, yep. But uh, Ralston was in the middle of getting prac packaging created that would be branded under his name. Yeah. Um, Tim Ralston, star of National Geographic's Doomsday Preppers. Yeah. And was attempting to sell the product to Walmart to be aimed at children. So the idea being that in an emergency you can snap these things out, they become proper steel arrowheads. Yes. Which you can then attach to a, a I suppose, a shaft of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> it's 12-year-olds. They're just going to be tying it to their dicks. <laughs> I'm wondering, yeah, okay, yep. Who who would give that to a child? Fucking crazy Americans who give their children's guns. It's just someone is going to be like, oh, I'm going to pretend to like hide it under my tongue because they've seen one too many movies and just swallow it. But, but yeah, but then don't worry about the fact that, you know, your kid also needs to know like how to have the twine to like, you know, to like a shaft and then construct a fucking bow. Um, yeah. <laughs> This is fucking dumb. Yeah, there's like not that many eight-year-olds have, you know, a unique set of skills. <laughs> yeah, Pokemon cards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So he wouldn't sell them for thirteen ninety-five. Um, from what I can tell, Walmart did not get on board. Oh, that's a shock. And they'll fucking sell anything. Yeah. I mean, look, America has what? Three guns for every person? Oh, at least. You're not going to have that much trouble finding a firearm in the US during yeah. the apocalypse. Yeah. That's that's one of the advantages of like just literally any house you go into. Yeah. Yay. Any car you go into. Hey. Yeah. Like if it's a disease, you're going to be finding firearms. Yeah. Like as, as we have seen in many movies, and I think it's very true, the problem will be is we, by the, as the as apocalypse kicks on, you will have more weapons and you will have people. Oh, absolutely. That's not the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're not going to have to fucking make your emergency bow and arrow. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, if you're going to give your kid something for like an emergency, like, I don't know, make him go with a satellite phone. Yeah. You know, in case he gets, you know, or like snacks or an emergency blanket, you know, but anyway. A lot of kids of my vintage would remember the Rambo knife. Oh, what was that? The Rambo knife was sold in Kmart. What? I got one when I was what? like seven. And it was a it was a fucking hunting knife. It was blunt as hell, but you could sharpen it. Yeah. And the handle had a compass on it. And you unscrewed the compass and out of it came a saw, matches, fish hooks, uh, a couple of band-aids. It was awesome. Oh my way God. better than a fucking crovel. <laughs> <laughs> you could open your beer. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tim went on to was telling the reporter that basically he really wants to host a reality TV show himself. Wait, wait for it. It would be kind of like an extreme house and person makeover show, except he would come in and he would restyle you and your family and your house and make them prepped for the apocalypse. That's fucked. <laughs> that is fucked. <laughs> so basically they're going to come to your nice suburban house, put up some, I don't know, some barbed wire, give you a fucking crovel in case the pigs attach. 
Just in case there happens to be a pig carcass. Yeah. 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 And then have you fake fight a dead pig in the front lawn? <laughs> like a pig yatta. <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, Literally the uh, worst show I have ever heard of in my so life. So fucked. Although I'd love, I would love to see the pilot episode where just someone who's just like, "Are you worried about the apocalypse?" No. <laughs> <laughs> How about I turn your house into a fortress? Okay. <laughs> well, this will all be free, right? <laughs> like I don't have to. I have to Here's pay a crovel. What am I going to do with this piece of shit? <laughs> Attack that pig hanging from a tree. What planet are you from? <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I just think you come back, and it's just it's just gonna be a fucking crovel in every like bit of the house, like over the fireplace in the bedroom. You got like your crovel <sighs> bedspread. This is like the dude from the Gremlins who invents the bathroom buddy, but he's not wholesome. He's just he's gonna come home with a mogwai. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Worst show ever! Oh my god! But there's a part of me that, yeah, really wants to see the pilot. <laughs> I would have wanted to. I would have watched it. Pilot week. How good would it oh. be? Oh my god. Oh. oh my god. Good times. Good times. Now, the story uh, when he was doing this story with the the gentleman from Vice. Yeah. He wanted to know. Oh look, how was he going with his like you know survival place out in the wilderness? So Tim Rouston promised, oh, look, you know what? Okay, I'll take you out to, like, my little secret place. Okay, yep. Just you, me, and I'm going to take you to a place only my crovel has known. (laughs) So he's like, but obviously, you know, this is for, like, you know, where my family are going to be come the apocalypse. So I can't have you, a stranger, knowing where it is because you'll you'll come and steal my shit. Please tell me he blindfolded him. Blindfolded him. (laughs) So they met up in the gear up store. He blindfolded him, uh, put him in the boot of the car. What? And they drove. He put him in the boot with his guns and his crovel. The fuck! What kind of journalist is getting into that car? And tampons. You'll find out why later. Okay. And they drove for two and a half hours. I, he didn't do that shit where he just drives around in circles to throw him off, did he? <laughs> They drove for two and a half hours. Okay, so they go to his very secret. They get there. Pretty much from what what the guy is describing, it's pretty much just a campsite. Like there is no bunker. There is no hidden (laughs) bunker or anything. So basically it's like they drink beer and have a camp out by the fire. (sighs) Okay. And the reason they've got the tampons is because apparently Tim Ralston likes to use a tampon to, to get his fire started. What? Because you light the tampon... And then, like, chuck it under, like, the the wood and the twigs and the leaves. That's how he lights his fire. What a fuck knuckle. (laughs) What a fucking idiot. Tampons are not cheap. In the apocalypse. It'd be cheaper to buy a briquette. Seriously, just fucking buy a briquette, mate. Okay, there are two (laughs) things in the apocalypse that are going to fucking be valuable. Uh Uh-huh. Gold and tampons. Mm -hmm. And fucking tampons will be worth more than gold. Yeah. Yeah, you'll be trading. Imagine just going, oh, you usually to start fires. Yeah. You fucking idiot. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, not even, you know, not even like, oh, I'm going to use, you like, I'm just going to get my sticks together. I'm going to, you know, rub my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah fucking, no, tampon. Tampon and a lighter. What a fuck stick. <laughs> so they spend the night camping out in the wilderness by the fire. Yeah. Okay. 
And they drink beer and he talks about the crevel a lot. <laughs> you know. Anyway, in the morning, you know, they get up. Um, both men pee on the fire. You know, it's a bonding time. I'm just waiting for the crevel that's going to have a replacement for a tampon on it. <laughs> no, that's why it's hollow. It's just all your oh, tampons. It's just a moon cup. <laughs> just walking around the apocalypse dragging you. <laughs> slosh, slosh, slosh. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I can save it for my soup later. <laughs> oh, use it to lure wild animals and boars that I'll then chop and up. With single my- men <laughs> with a particular fetish. Oh, God. <laughs> there are some men who love to ride the rainbow. Never been a rainbow in my experience. <laughs> oh. So, you know, they've, they've spent all night camping. They've drunk beer. They've peed on the fire. You know, they've had a moment. Yeah. So, you know, the reporter's like, well, guess I better get back in the boot then <laughs> so we can drive back. And Tim says, oh, you know what? Before we do that, really go some breakfast. Right. You'd think maybe. No, unfortunately, there are no supplies at his campsite. Okay. So the reporter, you know, just jumps in Tim's car, no blindfold, and he drives him to a cafe, which is five minutes away from the campsite. That's so good. Once they go in to order their pancakes, (laughs) the name of the establishment, which is five minutes away from the campsite, is all over the coffee mugs. There is one wall is also one giant map. Of the area with a giant arrow, which says, you are here. <laughs> Literally five minute drive from Tim Rouston's emergency secret bunker camping spot. Two and a half hours in the fucking boot. Two and a half oh. hours blinded in a boot and then takes him to the cafe next door. I tell you what, you wouldn't want to let on that you've seen that giant map. Because he's just like, ah, oh, there's a giant map. And then suddenly you just see him get a crovel out and he just starts unscrewing one end. Here, pick it, pick it, pick it, pick it, pick it. I'm going to put on my silencer of journalist's attachment. Wow. This dude is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> His physical shop is now closed, as reported uh, online. But there is actually still the online you know, at the online store. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Tim was so trying to, like, cash in on his fame. And for pretty much from, like, 2012 to 2017. Yeah. There are all these videos of him, like, yeah, I'm going to show you, like, my bug out bag. And it's got, like, six viewers. Yeah. And then all six of those people <laughs> are, like, hanging shit on how shit his, oh, my God, his bug out bag. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm a prepper. I have a bug out bag. Okay. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just I'm just a novice. You know, it's just things for me and my cats. Okay. Yeah. I don't claim to be a survival expert. You know, I just got, you know, I've just got things like machete, you know, um, warm socks, you know, bottle of booze, tampons. first aid kit, tampons. <laughs> got a lot of fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> Naprogesic for my period pain. Just, you know, things like that. Yeah. Um. Oh my fucking god! The first thing that he pulls. Oh my god! Okay, so he's got this. He's got his. He's got his bug out bag. Yeah. Okay. So basically, for those who don't know, it's a bug out bag. It's just the one thing that you grab yeah. when you just get the fuck out of dodge. Like that's it. It's everything that you need to keep you alive. Yeah. You know. 
<laughs> so, yeah, you know, I think it's like, you know, water, food, you know, yeah. cat treats, um, <laughs> important things, bourbon. Yeah. The first thing, okay, so he go, he's going on about, oh, my God, like, look, this is my tan bug out bag. Like, it's very important that you want it to be like a really, like, it could just blend into the environment, you know, camouflage almost. You know, you're like, yeah, that, that's, that that's makes smart. sense. No, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. First thing that he pull, pulls out of his backpack. Yeah. Three fluorescent red tarps. <laughs> Fair that, enough. That he can then make his shelter from. Hey, you don't want to. You don't want to lose your camp because mm. if that cafe disappears, oh. you're never going to know where. Oh you are. Oh my god, where are my tampons? <laughs> my gravel. <laughs> and I'm just like looking at it, and I'm just like, oh, because that that's the important thing is you want you know you want like the ravenous you know rapey horde to be able to find you directly while you're asleep. Yeah, if you look on the color wheel, <laughs> red and green directly contrast. <laughs> What red is actually the, in, there's a, if you ever go into a restaurant because uh, you ever had like the different colours affect people. Yeah, red makes people hungry. Does it? Yes. There you go. That's what there's a restaurant in Henley Beach Road where it's all red on the inside. Ah. Yeah, it's to make you hungry. It's not because they got terrible taste. No, it's to okay. make you hungry. There you go. Yeah, and so you want to eat survivalists. <sighs> wow. So. So basically, it's just all these people like shitting all over his like bug out bag, going, "This is crap. You have got some like useless crap in here." Yeah. Um. You know, like why? Why does it weigh so much? That's ridiculous. You'll be dead in a day. <laughs> so there's all these things he keeps trying to advertise, like free trading. No one's taking it up. The last video that I could actually find of him. So yeah. it starts off with him, like you know, he wanted to sell these hundred thousand dollar trailers the last thing that i could find him trying to like do a review for yeah was his emergency survival bicycle oh that's amazing it's a mountain bike that's amazing yep that's uh army green (laughs) that's amazing you just see him in his shorts with his backpack on his crumble get on it and just like ride away that's so good so he's got a line on some fucking really cheap Chinese mountain bikes. <laughs> <laughs> or he got them from Nigeria. Oh. I know he's allowed back in Nigeria, I'm sure. Oh, that's amazing. So that's the last thing that I can find from him online was his uh, 2017 bike review. Yeah. So, yeah, so the physical store is closed. Yeah. <laughs> his wife was finally, finally like, yeah, nah, mate, shut this shit down. Yeah. But so you've got the online. It's very limited supply. I think online might be going out of business as well. Yeah. There is a section for gals where it just sells handbags where you can hide your guns in them. Okay. So Does, you can doesn't get- sell fire lighters. <laughs> no, he's got tampons. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, on one of these things, so they've got – I found this. It is a two-week emergency food supply kit. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, $174.99. Okay, so yep. that's that's American. Yeah. Uh, now in it, it lists the food that comes in it. Okay. Yeah. Now what this stuff is, that's that's. Can, the, I, can I look at the picture? Yeah, that's the picture. Okay. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice big poly bucket, so that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Now this stuff advertises. So what you do, everything is in its like freeze dried packets. Yeah. So what you do is you open the packet and then you just add water. Yep. You know. <laughs> yeah. So these are all basically designed to be made with with hot water, essentially. Yep. Yeah. And this says that these products will last up 
to 25 years. There's a 25-year shelf date. Yeah. So, this is what's in it. Okay. So, I want to ask you, would you eat this knowing it was 25 years old? Okay. Okay. These are these are the ingredients that's in this particular pack. I'm, I'm in my mid-40s. I wouldn't eat anything under 25 years old. Okay. As I, all I can think is, you know, you get those people who are like, you know, the expiry date on milk and it's like the second that it's like the use-by date's like midnight. They're yeah. like, oh, I can't drink it or I'll die. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so 25 years from now, would you eat? Okay, it comes with four servings of creamy stroganoff. Okay. It doesn't say what kind of stroganoff. It just... I imagine mushroom. Yeah. Yeah. Well... Could be beef. Yeah. Because you can dehydrate beef to that extent. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. So, would you eat a creamy stroganoff 25 years old? So, here's the thing, like... If you dehydrate something well enough and it's got the right preservatives, it will last. Mm. But so, yeah, I probably would. Yeah. The, the word creamy doesn't have you like. No, no, no. Okay. It also comes with eight servings of mashed potatoes. That's fine. That'll That's last for fucking ever. Eight servings. Orange energy drink mix. Okay. Well, again, that's basically just sugar and citric acid. So. It, it sounds gross the way they put it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Just. Uh, it also comes with 12 servings of creamy chicken-flavoured rice. Okay, yep. Yeah, it's not going to be great, but yeah. <laughs> Eight serves mac and cheese. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to the apocalypse without mac and cheese. Fuck no. Ten servings of long-grain rice. Yep. Eight serves rice pilaf. You're feeling a bit fancy. Oh, a bit of rice pilaf, yes. 24 serves of oatmeal. Oh, I'd rather be dead. Hey, you got to shit in the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm vegan, not a problem. Yeah. Uh, 16 servings of potato soup. Yep. And 20 servings, because obviously there's 20, so this is the most important by far. Yeah. 20 servings of buttermilk pancakes. There you go. It's just, it's basically just flour. You reckon you'd give all that a go? I'd give all that's honestly that's the best thing he sells. That sounds alright to me. I, I I'm really tempted. I want to try and get some of this food that's 25 years old. Yeah. And try because I have oh my god. And times are a changing. I have actually found there are some survival because I was looking at survival preps. Yeah. Like they actually do one where they list it as there's just like it's it's just vegetables. Yeah. But I actually found some sites where they do these, you know, MRE meals. Yeah. And they actually have vegan options. Yeah, absolutely they do. It's li- it's every one of them is beans. Yeah, of course. Like it's literally, it's just like one is like curry beans and then it's like country beans and then it's spicy beans. And I'm like, that will be my name in the apocalypse. <laughs> spicy, spicy beans. beans. <laughs> <laughs> You won't need a red tarp to find me. Yeah. Look, you and I have both eaten at country pubs. <laughs> we have eaten 25-year-old food. Yeah. Yeah. Cheese and carrot salad. <laughs> That's usually pretty old. Oh, my God. Good old cheese slaw. Yeah, cheese slaw. No, look, honestly, I would eat anything in that and it all looks pretty reasonable. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, And the good thing is you can just, you know, mix it up with whatever you happen to have, you know, killed with your crovel, be it man, beast... Or pancakes from the cafe down the road. Luckily, it's got that little knife side so you can slice open your MRE here. Oh, my God. One of – oh, my God. Okay. One of – I found some videos of 
of Tim Rowson where he's actually trying to cook like MREs and f- food products that he sells on that is sold online. Yeah. Everything that he does in his cooking demonstration, he does with a crovel. Of course he does. So there's one where he has to like chop up an onion. He uses a fucking crovel. He uses a crovel. Oh, when when you're a hammer, every problem is a nail. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He's got to open a packet, crovel. <laughs> Oh my what? god! I've got to know why didn't he call his bug out trailer the Crovel Hovel? Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, talk about an opportunity missed. See, he's listened to this podcast and he would have been really mad until he heard that. Oh, oh the Crovel Hut, get your Crovel Hovel. Yeah. <laughs> But there we go. That, that's the uh, that's the exciting world of Tim Ralston, the man who sold the end of the world. <laughs> that's so good. He, he, you know what? You can't fault him. Like he wanted, he went, he saw an opportunity, and he went for it. Admittedly, badly, terribly. Yeah. He was unequipped and unprepared. But my God, you want to get one shot. Make sure you don't blow your own thumb off with yeah. that one shot. <laughs> You'd vomit your uh, MRE. Mum's <laughs> spaghetti. spaghetti. There should be one called Mum's Spaghetti. <laughs> Look, you know what? I can see why he did it. Like, there's a lot of scared people out there, mm-hmm. and it's a big market. Mm. You know what? You know what the good thing is, though, because yeah, like researching yourselves. Like, you know, you sort of once you start looking at like prepper videos, you, you just sort of like get sucked down the rabbit warren. Yeah. And it is all very, oh, like doom and gloom and the apocalypse. But honestly, after seeing his videos, I feel so much better. Yeah. Because you know what? I can name at least one person I'm going to fucking live longer than. <laughs> and it's Tim fucking Ralston. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm going to piss on his crubble. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Well, you know, uh, he tried. <laughs> he, he came, he saw, he blew his thumb off. <laughs> his kids are going to outlive him, that's for sure. They got some brains, those boys. <gasps> oh my god! Well, that's the thing. He's got three kids. Who gets the? Who gets the? Who gets the crovel? Who gets the crovel empire? Yeah, that's sweet, sweet crovel money. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Oh my god! So, oh my god! That's like. Will we be selling um, – and all our listeners up there, we're having a live show coming up on the 19th of October at the Rhino Room in Adelaide. Will we be selling crovels? Or zombie shovels. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, you might need to change your catchphrase to real mothmen eat dehydrated carpet. <laughs> oh. Oh, no, never. Um <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so uh, just remember, come the apocalypse, it's not so bad. You don't have to be the best. Just don't be the worst. <laughs> and uh, there's no no in Crovel. <laughs> there's no fucking yes in Crovel either. <laughs> that shit is not getting you laid. <laughs> Oh, dear. Oh, oh, God. Let's bury that shit. Oh, oh thank God I brought a crovel. 